This is Jack Undercoffler from Dead Poet Society, and you're listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron, and this week we're scratching The Itch for some science. Do you guys know (laughs) the definition of the word fission? I'm just going to put that out there to start. Kind of. I looked it up when we learned the title of the album, but then it, it went right out of my memory. Oh, this doesn't make any of us look good because I had to look it up as well. It's definitely something that we, we learned at some point in school and then forgot like most of what at least I learned in school. Fission is the act of dividing something into two or more parts, perhaps most famously in the atom. Yes. So Yeah, it's actually a way to create power. Yes, there you go. Yeah. And the other thing Fission is, is the name of the new album from this week's guest band. We had Jack Undercoffler of Dead Poet Society join us to talk about that new album that just dropped this past Friday, if you're listening to this uh, quickly. And man, it was pretty cool. Yes. And we mentioned this in the interview, but like he was so nice to just step up because we were supposed to interview the guitarist, Jack Collins, but uh, he was sick and Jack uh, Undercoffler stepped in and it was greatly appreciated. Yeah, and this was uh, the second of two back-to-back interviews that we did. We we spoke with AJ Channer of Five from the Gods, and then the next day we spoke to Jack. So Jack will complete this year's Shiprock series at three of three. And but this isn't the first time we've spoken about Dead Poet Society. You can go back actually a couple of years to the episode where Casey and I went to Kansas City and saw Bad Flower and Dead Poet Society. That was kind of our introduction there, uh, at least on the live front. And they made a great impression. They've kind of been on our radar and on our hit list ever since. We made it happen for this series right in perfect timing for their new album. And it was super exciting. Which is a fantastic album, by the way. We had the pleasure of listening to it ahead of time. And so by the time this interview came around, we were already well-versed in this album. It was just really excited to get to talk to him, kind of pick his brain about it. And he was really open about the creation process of this album, which is really exciting. It's like one of my favorite things to talk about when we're talking with artists and and the new music is the, like the creation process, how they came up with what they did, because it's it's so different from every band. Yeah, and, and Jack is especially open, uh, an open book when it comes to asking them questions. <laughs> he He did not hold back. That's one thing we've known about them and appreciated about them is that, like, especially you can hear it in the music. You can also tell if you follow them on socials. Dead Poet Society is is a very, I'd say, authentic band. There's not a whole lot of pretense to what's going on. Uh, they just kind of are people and they're they're not putting on too much of a show. But what I learned about him more specifically in this conversation, we kind of have our own conversations afterwards or at different times, like about the different types of people that we speak to. And something that I really enjoyed about Jack was that in the time we were given, we covered a lot of territory without it feeling rushed. And he gave answers that were very informative without dragging on. They were succinct, but they were not short. Like they had everything that you needed in them. And as conversationalists go, he does a great job of trimming the fat. Yeah, (laughs) yes, definitely. Which enabled us to make a lot of progress in a short amount of time. Yeah, we we actually almost got to every single one of our uh, burning questions. Yeah, yeah. 
which was great. We needed to make up for that because AJ Channer, we got to none of our burning yeah. questions. He was a great conversationalist for different reasons. Yes. So it was kind of a juxtaposition right there. So I'm so glad we got to bust out the burning questions for Jack. I agree. And so definitely check out Fission, especially after listening to this interview. It's one of those albums that once you listen to it a few times, it grows on you the more and more you listen to it. So without any further ado. Well, hold on a little, a little further ado. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. You know, it's funny. We just finished doing the top 20 of last year and immediately we're given an album. We're like, well, this is a great start for this year. <laughs> it was also one of our most anticipated. And I will say that it lived up to the hype. So it's got yes. 11 more months to stay <laughs> you know, near the top as a bunch of other things come out, but it's uh, it's off to a real good lead. Agreed. So without any further ado, here's our conversation with Jack Underkoffler of Dead Poets Society. So a Google search of today's guest will get you uh, a ton of Robin Williams, we've learned. We've got the front man for Dead Poet Society, a man who, apropos to his name, is increasingly jacked, it would seem. So <laughs> Jack Undercuffler of Dead Poet Society is with us today. And as a little sidebar info, he stepped in on literally a couple hours notice to fill in when one of his bandmates got sick. So Jack, thank you again for joining us and thanks for being such a champ to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and so we're definitely excited to have you. We've actually been kind of pursuing this for quite some time because I'll admit I have a little bit of OCD. And after your last album came out, I, I had a, a bone to pick with you guys, to be honest. Uh, the stylization of your last album drove my OCD insane. <laughs> they were periods and song titles or words that run together as one, just <laughs> random dashes, unexplained capitalization. So I want to know how a band named for a movie about an English professor could go so off the rails with their song title formats. <laughs> uh i don't know man it's just uh, i mean it's us just being too fucking artsy but it just <laughs> felt right at the time you know it was just like all the periods and shit it was just like i can't remember who wrote it like that initially but we all looked at it and we we're like whoa let's do that <laughs> and then uh and then it made it really hard for people to find our music which is <laughs> <laughs> which is artsy as fuck dude I think my, my favorite thing about that relating to the previous album is that there's one track on there that the title is formatted perfectly, you know, like standard formatting. And then everything else is just is wild. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's how you do it right there. <laughs> Pure feeling. Yeah. Keep them guessing at all times. <laughs> yep. Well, speaking of albums, we regularly discuss the evolution of how music is released from the shift from LPs to EPs to the rise of TikTok singles. With Fission and the way Dead Poet Society has released singles, it feels like you just kind of can't keep a secret. You released a little more, and then you released a little more after that, and then a few, yeah. few after that. 
and you ultimately released six songs between September and January. So we'd love mm. to pick, pick your brain on the strategy of releasing songs in such a rapid succession. Uh, I just think it's a little bit more of a, a, a way that like you don't just shotgun the whole fucking thing at people, you know, and, and yeah. then songs get lost in the mix that you really wanted to highlight from the beginning of our band. Like we, always had like the single strategy in mind because it wasn't really even a strategy when we started it was just like a nobody's listening so why are we going to put out an album like let's just put out one song at a time and as soon as we finish it let's just kick it out the door and move on to the next thing and that strategy i think was like really helpful in the fact that it was it was just like people got little little bits of information at a time and we didn't have to spend all this waiting time to blast something out that nobody was going to hear that kind of mentality. I think kind of just runs in us that it's like, it's just, I want to put out a song and then I'm going to put out another song. And then every single song that comes out gets a month or so to like really shine. And then when we blast out the rest, you know, I feel like you kind of get disappointed when people put out the rest of the album. Cause the rest of the songs feel like throwaways, mm-hmm. you know, that oftentimes when you hear a full album, but we make sure that like when we're writing this album, it's like every song has to like hit like a fucking stand, like nothing is filler. So even when the rest of the album comes out, it's just those songs in particular, we wanted to highlight and the rest of them will be just like, a, all right, now you get the rest. Yeah. (laughs) And speaking to what you just said, every single song is a banger on this new album uh, fission. We really enjoyed every single one. There's definitely ones that stick out and ones that you can see succeeding a little bit more, but every single song has a great guitar line or a, a good hook. And we definitely love this album. Oh, appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, it was a tough album mentally to write. So it means a lot when you say that. You know, I was going to ask something kind of related to that, but can I just piggyback straight off of what you just said there? Can uh, I'd love to hear you dive a little bit deeper if you can into what that means for it to be a tough album mentally. Um, well, it's kind of two parts. One was, you know, as I said, for a really long time, like nobody was fucking listening to us. So we didn't, you know, it was just like put out whatever and see whatever sticks. And then, and then once we put out the first album and, You know, we had fans before our first album, but that first album really kind of like solidified a fan base in a broader spectrum. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing that we were very dedicated to throughout this album writing process and one thing we harped on over and over is that like, we're just going to keep our writing philosophy, which is just write whatever feels right. Doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what it is. Doesn't matter what it sounds like. Doesn't matter if it's even rock anymore. Just write what you're going to write and let that be the end of it. And, uh, turns out when, when you have a label and fans, it's really tricky to not just say that, but actually mean it, you know? And so there was, there was quite a bit of like pumping the brakes and being like, this isn't, let's scrap this. Like, this isn't right. It's like you constantly are like, what if people don't like this next thing? It's like, Mm -hmm. well, then they can go listen to the other album. You wrote it. It's not <laughs> going to be the same album. It's going to be a different thing. And that was a bit of a mental challenge. But I, I'm happy that we that we took our time with it and really made sure that it was what we liked and what we wanted. And then the other aspect of it is just like songwriting 
is very fulfilling for us, mm. but I wouldn't say it's fun. Mm. Not a, it's not fun. You know, there's a lot of arguing. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of trying to dig deeper than you feel comfortable digging, like lyrically speaking. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes it's like, how do you do, how do you get to a place where you can say shit out loud that is almost embarrassing to say out loud and then say it in front of a group of people who are like, critiquing your thoughts and emotions out loud you know and being like nah that lyric sucks you know (laughs) or like or like i don't feel like you're being honest enough you know and that's yeah it's it's a total mind fuck yeah that's actually really one of the things that that has drawn us to you guys is that i mean we pay attention to the band we pay attention to you guys like on the socials a little bit and you know we can tell that there's not much um pretense with this band like you guys are really trying to be who you are it seems like in all contexts to the best i can see right yeah and so that sense of authenticity is really important are you so to your point about songwriting are you saying that's kind of you have to be extra i guess um intentional about it sounds weird to say but like being intentional about being authentic if that makes sense right like making sure that you are not you know fronting with anything that you're putting out there Exactly, because you'll start writing about something, and you're like, nah, that's fucking dumb, or that just sounds <laughs> stupid, and then, and so you'll, you'll self-censor without mm-hmm. realizing it, and then somebody's like, I think you could say that better, or like, it doesn't really sound like you're really saying what you want to say, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one thing that everybody in the band is really good about calling each other out on, is like, I think you could push a little deeper, and that is what really kind of brings out that like in it, it i mean there's no other way to describe it than kind of embarrassment because you're just like you're in front you know you're sitting around with three other dudes being like my feelings you know, and yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what a great exercise though like that's a good that yeah. yeah. seems like a very healthy yeah. practice in its own sense difficult as it might be yeah yeah in a way in a way <laughs> Eventually, you just won't be embarrassed about these things anymore at all, even just amongst, you know, the inner circle there. Right. <laughs> so- <laughs> right. <laughs> Aaron and I saw you back in 2021 in October in Kansas City with Bad Flower. Bad Flower was one of the, the first bands that took you out on tour. Yeah. So just kind of wanted to speak to the the close connection you have with those guys. Uh, They're just, I don't know, they they were the ones that there've been several bands over the years that have just given us our first opportunity, the first ones to like take the jump. And, um, for the U S that was, that was bad flower. They had heard us a couple of times. Their sound guy had heard us on Spotify or he had seen a show. Their drummer, uh, was kind of acquaintances with Jack and, uh, heard them. And then the lead singer found us on Spotify and, josh and like loved the music and when he brought it up to the band the other guys were like oh we already know about them and (laughs) they kind of decided you know that was that was the move and and um since then they've taken us on like three more tours after that and just really helped i mean (laughs) in the biggest way possible they they were the ones that got us our initial fan base in the u.s and you know there's nothing like that when somebody reaches down and pulls you up and so yeah, it's 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 a and we've 
become friends over the years and it's just an awesome connection to you know not connection isn't like the networking sense of connection but just yeah. like a human connection yeah. to have this other band that's pushing and pushing just like we are right to help out you know even when they didn't have to exactly to go back to the earlier point you guys definitely seem to kind of share that that certain sense of of uh, authenticity i mean josh is one of the most like self-deprecating humor guys that we've seen on stage he's you know great at that right yeah and i'm sure it's you know kind of a similar vibe when you're when you're hanging out um to again kind of piggyback off what you said that they're kind of the band that sort of gave you one of your breaks in the u.s as you guys are about to hop out on a pretty big european tour uh very soon after this Mm -hmm. does that imply that there is another band or maybe multiple bands that have kind of helped you get a footing over there in the past um yeah well you know with europe it was it was a it was a little bit self-started um it was it was really a couple festivals that our booking agents were able to get us on that really just solidified that fan base over there and you know thank you shout out to cara and um the whole team and and like fucking all of the uh the people at the festivals that just let us play there <laughs> and mm, that yeah. that really solidified that fan base and then bad flower took us on a tour over there too and you know we get to share that fan base as well so europe europe is a whole different beast that for whatever reason it's it's really popping off over there now so nice and so now you're going to be on a boat with bad flower this is the second time too as, mm-hmm. as far as i understand um, I, I was curious, are you prepared for this boat to be much more packed of people than it was in 2021? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Yeah. That, 2021, I was surprised how many people went on. the. It was like the COVID. It was like the COVID cruise. Yeah, it, yeah, was, like, it was. Yeah. It was, it was just this kind of like, ah, fuck it. Like it's going to happen. I mean, you like, it's like a little hot box in the middle of nowhere. So <laughs> <laughs> it was surprisingly packed so we'll see if there's more yeah we'll see if there's more people maybe not maybe there is i don't know we have a lot more friends there now yeah on the boat so i'm excited for that that's gonna be my next question is there anybody in particular that you're looking forward to seeing or meeting up with other than badflower oh <laughs> uh, badflower crew highly suspect crew our friends in broken love that's nice. yeah. yeah yeah gonna be good to hang out with all of them You'll have a you'll have a few more friends there because the itch is planning to be on Shiprocked and hopefully in full force for the first time oh, ever. Sick. So yeah. yeah, this is this conversation is actually part of a short series we've done deliberately targeting bands who are gonna be there. Um and you guys are kind of timing wise worked out perfectly since your album's coming out immediately before the cruise. You guys yeah. are kind of the uh I guess the, the the headliner of the series, as it were. So, <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're looking forward to seeing you guys, all the bands you just mentioned, um, yeah. on there. Yeah, I I'm really excited about that first set in the Aft Lounge that first night with you guys because that every I don't know about everybody else, but like in my experience, I enjoyed the Aft Lounge. It's personal, it's close. Um, there's places mm-hmm. where you can kind of sit off to the side, uh, but it's it's also loud. It has great sound, and I I think you guys are gonna kill that stage. So I'm I'm super excited. I think the aft lounge is what we played the first time, possibly. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's uh, the one that's really late night and it's kind of it, it's almost like a piano bar. Is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's kind of funny. Yeah. So we are up to our our final segment that we we do some variation on this with with everybody if time permits. We call it burning questions, 
And uh, so it's a series of questions we love to pick artist brains about. Okay. The first one is, what is a song or an album that changed your life? I usually go with Coldplay, but this time I'm going to say I found the album Blackbird by Alter Bridge. Hmm, okay. That was like, that album... When I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, I must have played that album 500 times. I just couldn't stop listening to it. And, you know, Miles Kennedy was kind of like the biggest influence on my singing, you know, as far as like mm. range goes and everything. I was just always so like, whoa, holy shit. So probably that album is a big reason why rock and like that type of highs and lows that he always went for. That's probably why I sang the way I do. So probably that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I'm going to pivot and go to a question that a fan of, of our shows and a super fan of yours, Stacy, she wanted to know, uh, what's something that you wish more people knew about having a, a life immersed in the music industry? Uh, if you're not a fucking rich kid, it's hard as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. It's self-torture. <laughs> That's very fair. I remember one of the first interviews we did with the Oxymorons D. Uh, he said, you know, you have to love to do this. You know, and to be able to continue to do this, you have to love it. Like, you just, you have there's to love no, it. There's no other choice. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair That's, enough. There you, awesome. there you go, Stacey. <laughs> uh, I have a, a question. We, we call this one Choose Between Your Children. So what's a fission song you're especially proud to have written? My condition. Perfect. The newest single, by the way, for listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that in the writing process, you uh, you weren't even concerned about necessarily staying rock. And I wouldn't say that that song is not rock, but I would say that that is the most immediately, like what I guess you'd call radio accessible track. I probably heard from the band period. Definitely yeah. on this yeah. album, in my opinion. So yeah. it's, it's it's a quality piece of work. And so yes. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't, you know, we didn't aim for that to be yeah. like a radio single or anything. It was just yeah. like we had the first verse for a few years and couldn't write anything else. And then a few months before we started recording, it was Jack finally, you know, brought something that because we'd all tried and then Jack Jack really tried. He just kind of kept writing and writing and writing and then and then just happened to come up <laughs> with the right thing. And we we're like, fucking perfect. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was determined to crack that song. We're like, we're making this happen. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what's kind of funny with with the way you guys uh, come up with your music, because there's there's almost like three different categories. There's like songs with like a really thick, sick guitar driven line. And then there's then there's your falsetto vocals in in certain songs. Then there's other songs where you just go off the rails with like saying fuck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that was the live but, experience. Yeah, the live experience. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> with Fission, I think you kind of experimented a little more uh, with some with some of the songs, and it it shows mm -hmm. it shows through. Yeah, yeah, you got to write stuff that initially you think is dumb. I think Jack is Jack is really good at that. Coming up with shit that's just like almost laughable, but then you're like, yeah, that's actually kind of sick, and then. Yeah. <laughs> And then just living with it for a second. 
Yeah, <laughs> give it a minute. It'll grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about if I can switch over here? We talked about a, a song you're especially proud to have written. What's a song you w- wish that you had written? Oh, read my mind by the killers. Oh, okay. Okay. That's I, I love when people. I love when people have quick answers to that one. Yes. A, I think it's such a, it's yeah. a, a weird question to me. And so. I have no idea what that song's about. I have no idea what half of those songs are about. But <laughs> for some reason, there's it's like particular lines in there that always just like hit mm-hmm. you know yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you don't have to know what they're about you just have to know that the killers are good songwriters so yeah 100 <laughs> what would you say a favorite song to play live is hmm low air is always fun i mean we've had that song for so long now it's like eight years old at this point which is weird yeah. to say but like <laughs> that song is just it's always fun to play it's just easy to get into because we've played it so many times that it's just you know i don't even have to think about it it stays in the set list even with the new album coming up oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. uh what's a a dream collaboration saint vincent okay i love that's another question that i love the answers to that we get (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah saint vincent for sure she's she's you know when we were in college and we were writing low air and all that kind of stuff, I had just been introduced to her and just the weirdness of her songwriting style and production and everything was just, it was really like inspiring to like, be like, let's write shit that you might think sounds dumb. And then it's like <laughs> actually amazing, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> How about a dream tour? dream tour Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think pinnacle for me would be muse Mm, okay i think going on tour of muse just because you know i listened to them so much growing up they're just so just i don't know i just that (laughs) muse for me is the pinnacle it's a very common answer so it is rightfully so love muse no i mean but you guys are i think a notably good pairing for them like i could see that one happening Yes. very yeah. easily yes let's do it dm yeah. them this interview. Yeah. make it make it happen yeah, there we go. We'll we tag them yeah. Yeah. we'll put it out there in the world and see what happens we fuck will. yeah <laughs> what would you consider a no skips album just an album that you're going to start from beginning and, and not skip any tracks mm-hmm. viva la vida by coldplay all right nice. that was that was like a really at the time it was just kind of like I remember listening to it when I was in high school and just being like, what, like, what is like, they, they, you know, they were just like a pretty alt band and then they did a whole album with like church bells. <laughs> I was just like, wow, yeah. this is sick. You know? Yeah. This might be a, a similar answer that you've had before, but what's a, what's a band that everyone should see live? A band that everyone should see live. Um, it's not a band, but it's an artist. Leon Bridges is amazing live. Okay. Have you guys ever heard of Leon Bridges? I I don't. I've heard. I think it's, it's one of those. I think I've heard the name, but I don't yes. know anything about him. It's, exactly. You should go check him out. His first album came out in like 2013 ish, and it was like a straight up 50s album. Oh it yeah. Just okay. was like nothing modern about it. It was just this like amazing i don't even know what the style of music would be but it was just 
all old, but it was just so good that it didn't matter that it sounded like it was 70 years old. And then he kind of shifted towards R&B and then also had an amazing album after that. And so I went and saw him in my hometown and he was, yeah, it's just a awesome show. Very cool. Appreciate that answer. Yeah. Well, our next question was going to be an artist more people should know, but I feel like you really covered it right there. Probably at least for the issues, like <laughs> yeah. mostly heavy rock audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I figure if we're not familiar with an artist, then probably most of our listeners aren't either. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm underestimating them, but who knows? <laughs> He's not rock. So. Yeah. I love when we get when we get artists to check out from these interviews. Yeah. So last question here, and then we'll start wrapping up. Someone in the industry that you deeply respect. Um, musician or like just person? It could be anybody. Really, we just like to kind of to end interviews with a sort of sense of gratitude and shouting out good people in the music industry. So yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, I would say our manager. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. you know, if I could think of anybody, yeah, awesome. he's had such an amazing long career, you know, in artist development, and just is such a he's like the perfect combination of just being a a genuinely great person like somebody that you would aspire to be while still just being an absolute workhorse and he's just yeah i'm we're just very lucky to have him awesome i love that his name's jeremy hammond there you go (laughs) proper british man (laughs) oh even better that's bonus points right there yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) quick note to listeners vision is out now We'll be playing you guys out there, especially with this new album dropping. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it a lot. Just have to edit it a little bit before we can play it over the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit of editing, but we'll, we'll, get it, we'll get it done. Yeah, no, but we're super excited to see you on the boat here in a couple of weeks and perform the songs live. Yes. Yeah. All right, awesome. And these guys are heading to Europe in February and March uh, and then coming back to the States for a big headlining tour in April and May. So you guys are, are busy for... The first few months of the year. Very busy. Yeah. I'm be a different person by the end of this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thank you very much for giving us some of your time today. We really appreciate it. We had a really good time chatting with you and we look forward to doing it again sometime and seeing you on the boat. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to the itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time. Oh, captain, my captain. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed what you heard in this episode please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch check out the show notes for links about the episode as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every sunday night and you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on twitter facebook instagram and gmail all at itchrocks i-t-c-h-r-o-c-k-s usually we end with a lyric from the artist but we're like we need to We need to troll Jack a little bit on this one, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, man. Yeah, Probably you get that one too much. We apologize, but (laughs) you couldn't pass up the opportunity. That's the first thing. You took me off guard there. I mean, I've heard it a million times. That was a unique way to do it. All right. (laughs) Thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. And I appreciate the support. You know, it means a lot. Really. Anytime. You're welcome. Come back anytime. Like, we're more than welcome to have you on. Yeah. Dick. All right. Well, I'll see you guys on the ship. Thank you. Yes. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Have a good day. Bye bye. You too.